risk taker, businessman, sports and entertainment promoter, and passionate about making Florida the best place to live, shop, work, and play. It's time for the Joe Mullins Radio Show. Hello, Florida. This is Joe Mullins of the Live, Work, Shop, Play Show, and welcome in exciting news here to give everybody. We are officially are airing in Tampa. It is great to have all our new listeners. The West Coast, we are now bound and on there from east to west coast in Florida, from Jacksonville, Daytona, uh, St. Augustine, Orlando, now Tampa. It is just wonderful seeing the show grow. Very exciting and uh, wonderful times to see it. And part of why this show has done so well is you, the listeners. We really appreciate you listening. We appreciate you sharing the show. Like our Facebook page, Live Workshop Play Florida. We appreciate it dearly and thank you from our heart. We're going to promise and commit to continue bringing great shows, bringing the other side of the story out with politics, entertainment, sporting events, living, working, shopping, all of it. We cover it here, and it's one of the best shows that is out, one of the fastest growing in the state of Florida and in the country. And we're going to go ahead and get started with this show. And this show is one of my favorite. We're going to talk about entertainment side. Um, As some of the listeners know, uh, and some don't, I'm a sports and entertainment agent. I'm also a county commissioner. Um, I am heavily involved in politics. I'm a real estate developer and also a very big charity and and, uh, philanthropic uh, person that I just love getting involved in helping organizations and causes. But um, one of the and I learned that from the sports and entertainment industry. And my guest today, we're going to hit the entertainment. We're going to talk about country music. Sandy, you're not only a producer of this show, but we're a country DJ. Yeah, I've got a good friend and a country music artist with me, uh, national artist Rick Monroe. Rick, welcome to the show today. Hey, Joe, how you doing? I'm good, man. I'm good. I follow you. I love what you're doing. It, it's been a long time since those Jaeger days of, uh, you know, when you came into Augusta. You've been doing country music. I follow you and I've been watching you. You and I met about 12 years ago at an inaugural yeah. event of Lady A Amphitheater in Augusta, Georgia. Uh, it was during, I think uh, we were right. It was the fall and we did a show with Jägermeister, and it was the Jägermeister tour, and you were one of the artists. And actually, out of all the artists there, you were one of the most well-liked, well-received, and uh, they wanted you back and, and continue to play. But it's because you're so passionate with what you do. What got you into country music? Let's talk to our listeners and tell them kind of what got you, and let's talk a little bit about what, what country music is for an artist. Well, first thing, by the way, I'm from Florida. I was born in Clearwater. And I'm a huge Buccaneers fan, so I'm glad that you guys are in Tampa right now. So that's pretty cool. Um, and my brother went to Flagler, so I, I know St. Augustine very well. Lived in Orlando, Winter Park. So your listeners are, that's my home. You're my people. You're my people. It's funny because nowadays, like genre of music, I mean, country is kind of a tag, like a catch-all. But, you know, it's funny. I, I kind of grew up singer-songwriter stuff, got into rock stuff. And I, I, I kind of rotated toward or gravitated towards country because I like the lyric writing and the songwriting. And then now we're kind of morphing into more like a Southern rock kind of a band. And that might be my Florida roots that are kind of coming out. You know, it's it's so funny because so many artists are from Florida. And I do remember that now you mentioning Clearwater. Clearwater is a beautiful area. I mean, yeah. I, I can't talk enough about Tampa 
the beautiful parts of the beach, Sarasota, St. Pete, Clearwater. You got Hogan's hideout or hangout when I, I go over there to Hogan's hangout a lot when I go to Clearwater and see Terry, uh, who I worked with Henry Holmes early in my career. And it's great seeing all mm-hmm. the energy. So many celebrities and big people that come out of there. But it's a beautiful area. And your music, you're right, has changed over the years. Uh, Somebody was talking to me the other day and they said, you know, where does where does Maroon 5, where does uh, Brian Adams come out of? And I go, guys, they come out of Nashville now. We've we've kind of put everything together that we used to know as classic rock or rock and roll or 80s music over in the country genre. Why do you think that is? And why do you think everything's happening out of Nashville? A great city, by the way. Well, it's kind of like, I don't know if you remember back when they had record stores, you'd go in and rock would be ABBA to ZZ Top. You know, it's a pretty wide range. And country was a very small little section. And I just kind of think that country has now become the same thing as what rock used to be. Rock used to just be a catch-all. And now country, you have everybody from, you know, basically like hip-hop kind of artists all the way to like hardcore old-school country. And then you have like some of these metal country guys. So I, I just think it's just an extension of rock, but they just rock with a twang. And um, Nashville is just set up better than almost any other city to produce music. You know, we still have a bunch of studios. We also have over 60 bars with live music. You know, each bar has three stages. Each stage has a live band. There are live bands from 11 o'clock in the morning till about 3 o'clock in the morning, every day, seven days a week. So, you know, when they say Music City, there's nothing like it. I mean, there's... I've been all around the world and there's nothing like how um, how much there's a focus on music, but it's not just just straight up country music. And um, so I, I kind of think plus, you know, with with playlists and streaming and all that stuff, the m- more people are not quite. So this is a genre. I'm buying this album. It's more like, oh, I'm going to go stream a bunch of different s- songs. I agree. And, you know, you were talking about the varying aspects of different genres that are coming into country now. And I think one of the reasons why Nashville is such a big place for that is because there are so many different bars and um, live music places where you may go in on a random Tuesday night to hear some country music. But a hip hop artist wanders in and decides he wants to try something. And there's so much acceptance as far as, sure, let's try something new that um, there's a lot of new music that gets just created from just the broad perspective of you're an artist, I'm an artist, let's see if we can come up with something cool together. And I don't know that you necessarily see that all the time in other genres. I mean, we did a collaboration with uh, Be Still from uh, Nappy Roots called Common Ground. I mean, that was a pretty cool thing to get to work with him. And uh, it was a cool collab. There's been a lot of collabs like that. We also, I mean, we've opened up for Queensryche and the Oak Ridge Boys. We've opened up for Slaughter and um and trace atkins so and then you know, like, you know last year um we opened up for skinnard um you know we, we got some really cool shows coming up this year too but it's pretty crazy like the, the for us as a band we're extremely diverse but we also fit so many different genres that it's kind of cool you know you mentioned nashville and everything and i you know i gotta be, i gotta say this i'm gonna have to say it for our listeners and stuff 
Jacksonville isn't real fond of Tennessee and Nashville right now. It was a very bad weekend a few weekends ago. (laughs) The Jaguars lost their season, but, you know, it's ironic. I am actually recording live out of Miami right now, and I'm staying in the La Meridian, which is a beautiful hotel in Fort Lauderdale. And last time I was here, it was uh, Miami-Tennessee game, and all the Tennessee players were here. Tennessee came in, and what a game. What a great group of people. But it just reminded me, Nashville is one of the biggest and greatest, hottest spots in uh, the East Coast. It's kind of taken over from L.A., just like Georgia has taken over the movies. Florida's taken over the vacation and destination. We're doing things right on the East Coast, in the Southeast especially. We're doing things right, and a lot of good people are coming and it's great seeing it. So, so you play different concerts. Tell me, you know, you don't just record albums. You actually tour. You go around and see places. Tell me a little bit about your tour and some of your favorite places and some of your memorable moments on tour. Um, to tour, like, uh, yeah, we we do. We tour quite a bit. Uh, last year we got to go to Switzerland again, which is, that's one of my most favorite places to go in the world. Switzerland is just gorgeous. Um, you know, I've been all over Europe. I've been all over South and Central America. Uh, I got to tour Russia. Um, craziest thing is I got to do a private show for Mikhail Gorbachev for Voice of America. That was pretty amazing. I was, um, Voice of America asked me if I wanted to do a thing and it was on the, um, USS Sequoia, which is used to be the presidential yacht. And I was kind of like, yeah, of course I will. And there I show up, and it's me and like 40 people and Mikhail Gorbachev drinking vodka, going up and down the Potomac. And I'd, I'd learned a couple Russian folk songs because I thought I'd dig it. And so then I got invited to go tour Russia for a month, and I got to do that. And it was pretty amazing. How have you found the reception overseas? Has there been issues with not speaking the same language? Music transcends language. It's amazing. Um, I, we kind of we were doing the, the Europe thing a little bit ahead of everybody else at first. And now we're just trying to go back into it. Um, actually, a really crazy story. We have a song called This Side of You. Uh, a guy wanted to license it for the Chinese version of iTunes. So we licensed that. That was the only deal. So boom, song goes to number one, I guess, on the iTunes chart for China. And then all of a sudden I start getting all these videos and people. Those guys illegally licensed it to a phone company called Vivo. Now, Vivo put it on 75 million phones and distributed it throughout of all of Southeast Asia, really big in India, Indonesia, the Philippines, and China, which, I mean, aren't really heavily populated places. Haha, I'm kidding. They're like the top four. <laughs> yeah. um, but it was crazy. So so now we all of a sudden have this really bizarre fan base in, in India. Um, Indian weddings use our song, um, you know, people in Pakistan, people in China. And uh, that happened like right when COVID started hitting. So we've never been able to actually like go tour there or do anything. So that, that's another really weird wrinkle in our career. So music obviously transcends all kinds of language. And uh, my dog is going crazy. <laughs> and we're a family show and we're, we, we really want to live those live moments. So, Rick, we don't mind that dog being in the background. I, I, I've seen your your post and I follow you on social media and been following you since we met each other 12 years ago. And no one thing you're, you're very devoted to family and animals and that's a beautiful thing. And that's, that's what people don't understand a lot about the artists, the sacrifices you make to go on that road and be gone at long time periods of time. Going on the road is definitely a, a, a tough thing in the sense of, you know, trying to get a house 
like you're the way you want to like live your house kind of always is changing. You know, you're going out, you're coming home, you're going out, coming home. We're pretty fortunate because we get to do, um, you know, what, what we call the 615 tour. So usually it's Thursday, Friday, Saturday, out, home. And so usually you're home Sunday morning, try to hit church. And then, you know, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, you're around. And then you, so you, and it's, it's but the biggest thing is always trying to shift gears. But we've been pretty fortunate. We actually have taken a bunch of time off because we have a new album coming out. Well, it's not a new album. It's actually all the singles we've recorded and released. And we're putting it on a vinyl. So we're actually doing a vinyl record in April. So a lot of our focus wow. has been towards that. Yeah. You know what I found out is really wild. It's like I said, we're doing the vinyl. And I, I know vinyl was kind of always like under the surface, still going along. I didn't realize how big vinyl is and how big vinyl is getting. I think it has a lot to do with, and the guy really explained it well when we were at the manufacturer. He says, streaming, you have no connection. You don't own anything. You don't have a connection with the artist other than you stream it. But when you go buy a record, it has to take a place in your house, which means it takes a place in your life, which means you actually have to, you know, move it that. It's a really amazing thing how different and people, I think, cared about artists more because of that. Candy, you come from the same area in the same background that Rick does. What is it? Let's talk a little bit about your side, being a, a DJ or being on the, I don't, do you even call them DJs anymore? Is that politically correct or the right thing to yeah. say? Or do we, you know, we used to call you disc jockeys, but I don't know that. That, that's okay to There's say. There's not a whole anymore, lot of but... discs left to jockey at this point. So. <laughs> Candy, I'd like to talk about the radio side and how important it is with the artists and how they promote and work together with the radio. How important are a disc jockey or a DJ that, that are on the radio playing the music to an artist? Because, you know, from what I understand and what I always saw, a disc jockey or a DJ likes your music, they'll play it more and it gets out there more. How important it is with that relationship between the radio and the artist and the label? Well, you know, and nowadays it's, it's different. I know a lot of consultants that happen to be like one guy will kind of run 20 different stations. And the DJs sometimes have some, it depends on the station, because there's some DJs that like have no leeway at all and others that have complete autonomy. So I, it's really hard to say. And so you really sometimes have to find the consultant, the person that's kind of consulting all these stations. And so it's kind of, it's you know, it's just, it's business because they've, they've kind of pushed all these stations together. So when you find it, especially when you find a DJ that does have autonomy and can play music, that's worth their weight in gold because it's awesome because it's so hard for an independent to break through, you know, the consultants in the bigger, in the bigger corporate stations. Yeah, I don't think some people realize that let's say Chris Stapleton puts out a new album. We are not free to randomly play whatever Chris Stapleton we want anytime we want off that album. It has to be released to us. There's the consultants that you talk about who spend time deciding which song will come out first, which song will be the second one. So it is still tricky. And there's some people that you know deserve every right in the world to be on your station. But until you can get the release from whoever you have to get it from, there's not a whole lot you can do. I would love to be able to do that. But yeah, not always uh, realistic on on our end to be able to i've definitely worked with larger stations where you know unless the the programming director and the music director and everybody else agrees to play it like it's just not going to be available for you to play so um i definitely appreciate the smaller stations and i love working the smaller stations because we can do that we can break the people who live right here in our backyard and um you know people like you who are further away but we see the real value in right well the other thing too is to me radio i always thought radio as being localized and so when they started doing all the syndicated shows that's another thing that i think really kind of hurt the format in general and i, I kind of hope that 
for radio survival, they'll they'll move more to doing local stuff because that's why like morning shows and all those were always so good because it's local. You can deal with what's going on locally. But you know, I mean, you know, Bobby Bones is great, but Bobby Bones is in Nashville, and so when they're piping it in, it's just hard. And I, I get it why stations do it because it's cost effective. It's just you kind of have to look at everything. You have to be pragmatic, but it's still it's kind of like oh, I wish we could move you know move more stuff through these stations. But I mean, that's that's another thing you run up against. You know, it, it is true because growing up, I, I always wanted to be a disc jockey. And I didn't realize how God had set my career to move forward like it did. I was a, a DJ named Dick Shannon came to my school. He spoke when we were kids. And I went, oh, my God, I'm meeting such a celebrity. He's always on the radio. And then in college, I was asked to do the weather report and do some reporting on the college station at University of Georgia. And now here I am with a radio show. And I never would have thought I'd done it. But it was because <laughs> of a local radio guy who runs his stations like they used to saying, hey, we'd like a guy like you has worldly experience. Talk about things about the communities." And it's just really grown. And I'm, I'm, you know, because of the sports and entertainment, I'm in one area, the next area. And we're able to have national uh, artists like you come in and speak and do things. And it's such a, a great thing to share the stories. But you don't get that with the syndicated. You get the, well, we're in Nashville and we're doing this. I mean, one of the big things that made me impressed with the, the DJ, it was the hometown media guy. He was going to stuff right. and seeing stuff. And it was great. You don't get that today. Now, Rick, let me ask you, what is your favorite place that you've played uh, so far? Where, what is your favorite venue or place? A couple of them that you've played. My favorite place? Oh, wow. I mean, there's there's so many great cities to play. I, I love visiting Chicago. Anywhere where there's fun. I mean, there's not, there's not really one place that I, I kind of like more than another because everything's different. You know, um, every venue's got a different thing and a good and a bad. And I try to, I, I try to like look at life as not being an absolutist, and I try to find the most positive of everything. So yeah, I don't. It's just it all depends on the crowd, depends on how our night's going. Um, you know, and actually, is that is that one um, amphitheater that we played? Is that still around? The Annabelle or the Lady it, A, whatever it is. it is. Lady A Theater is about around, and and for our listeners to know, Rick and I met each other. Lady A. 12 years ago uh, from Augusta, Georgia, the, the county that they come from decided to build an amphitheater and they reached out to me, the chairman those of the who don't know this, Lady, Lady Antebellum, by the way, that was Lady Antebellum was the name of the band. They came to me and said, we're building a stadium. I reached out to a buddy of mine, uh, Jack, who works with Jaeger, uh, Jaeger Music Tour, which you were a part of, which was one of the biggest 10 years, 12 years ago, one of the most sought after tours um, Jägermeister is the, the liquor, the shots that you drink. Um, so Jack calls me up and says, I got these great artists and he brought them in. And the next thing I know, Rick, Rick Monroe's headline in the uh, show, the fans went crazy. They went berserk and, and I've followed Rick for many years now and love what he does. And Rick, you've been to some great places. Who's your favorite artist yeah. to play with? Who's some of your favorite artists that you've worked with or some of the ones that people would know? Um, man, there's some, I've been, I've been very fortunate. I really haven't had any bad experiences with artists. Um, uh, Eric Church was really cool. Cause I got to see him like at the very, very kind of crux of his, his ex explosion. And that was a really cool thing to kind of be around and watch that. And I had some pretty fun moments with that. And, uh, it was really cool. Cause I, I'm involved with, um, a homeless shelter in Nashville called safe Haven and I always did the hike. And, uh, one year 
Eric and his wife donated a whole bunch of money. So I ended up winning some award, not even realizing it, that they put me ahead of everybody else, you know, for my fundraising, which is just kind of kind of people they are. You know, the Skinner guys were cool. I know a bunch of them. We just last year we went out with Ted Nugent. That was really interesting. Ted, you know, he's on 10 and he's like that. I mean, the very first thing he walked up and he's like, all right, which one of you is a guitar player? And he points to my guitar. He goes, good, because I don't like anybody else. And, you know, and then, and then he, <laughs> okay, Ted, <laughs> thanks. That's the, that was, yeah, but he actually he gave us a great video shout out. You know, we have, and you know, it's funny because, like I said, we have everybody from guys from Megadeth to uh, Saving Able to, we, it's, it's a really, we have a very weird group of, of friends and, and stuff that we deal with. And so that was, that was another tour. I mean, so far, everybody I've ever been on the road with has been really good. I've, I've done a couple tours with, um, I did Aaron Lewis, actually, when, when he was doing his country thing. And I, I did about three months with him. And that was, he's a super good guy. Interesting. Another interesting cat. You know, more rock stuff. And uh, but honestly, that guy comes by country very, um, he's legit. His dad still plays or, or was playing bars as, as a country artist. And um, actually, one time when we were hanging out, I, I stayed, my wife and I went and stayed at his house for an event. He It was pretty crazy. I got to play a, a fundraiser for Aaron with the guys from Shinedown. So if people want to check out your music, where's the best place to do that? Um, probably Spotify, iTunes, um, YouTube. Uh, Where are you on, on um, Facebook and all that? Is it RickMonroe.com or, or yeah, what? Yeah, it's Rick Monroe. It's like Rick Monroe um, Instagram. Well, we got a really interesting thing coming up in February. We, um, I wrote a song with Jared Weeks, who's the singer from Saving Abel, and Skid uh, Mills, who produced all their big hits. Uh, we wrote a song called um, Worth a Hurt. And we decided as a band, we went and cut it with Skid producing it. And we're releasing that to rock radio in February. It's kind of like the anti-Valentine's um, Day song. And um, that'll be our first kind of stab at, at going after rock radio instead of country. But we have a country mix as well. And the funny thing, the only thing difference is one has banjo and one doesn't. And uh, But that's kind of seems to be a thing. Like guys like Hardy, if you look at, you know, Hardy has songs charting on rock and country at the same time. Or Jelly Roll. And, and so we're kind of doing that same thing. We've always done that naturally, but we're actually pursuing that. And then, like I said, in April, we have, uh, I think, April 12th, our vinyl record comes out. And we're cool. We're distributed by Virgin now. So we're very excited about that. We'll have a, a track for that one called Which Way is Home. So, I mean, that's kind of what we're really pushing. But again, it's it's rock country, rock country. So when you go to write a song, do you guys do most of your own writing or do you have collaborators that work with you on that? All the stuff that we've done recently, um, ever since kind of COVID hit, uh, it's been my bass player been doing the lion's share of all the writing, all the stuff that's on the album now, all the stuff that, that we're working on for the future. It, uh, most of it has been he and I because we kind of got stuck together for, you know, a couple months and just started going, hey, like, every Tuesday we're going to write. And it just kind of became a thing. And just the catalog kept getting bigger and bigger. And I really love what we're doing. So that's going to be, you know, what we're working on in the future. We've got a, a stack of material. We've got a bunch of stuff in the can that we haven't even released. So, yeah, we've got we've got a five years worth of material already in the can that we're going to be working towards. We're just still trying to figure out how to how to do, I actually was in Orlando and there was an Indian wedding going on. And I heard our song coming out of the wedding. And I, I was trying to like get someone's attention and be like, yeah, that's me. That's like, but I'm like, that's really crazy. They're dancing to our song. Rick, you, you've got some upcoming shows and you're going to be coming back to the great state of Florida. 
where yeah. are some of the shows you're going to be doing and let our listeners know if they want to come out and see you live? Okay, so on March 1st, I think it's called First Turn. It's the beginning of Bike Week. I think it's like the first day. And then I, I know we're doing a Central Florida Fair, but I know that's the, the, the Thursday, which I guess would be the 30th. But Rick, thank you for joining us. And uh, we're looking at forward to seeing you over at uh, First Turn in uh, Port Orange, which is going to be uh, Bike Week. Yeah. So we're looking forward to that. What a fun time that is anyway. Such a great time. And uh, that'll be great. Uh, you got spring break and bikers. What a great. Can you imagine that spring break and bikers? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's going to be awesome. It's amazing. We got to go out and see that. That'd be a pretty incredible show. I'd like all the listeners to uh, join us out there. That's going to be a great time. March 1st, Daytona, Rick Monroe at First Turn. But Rick, thank you for joining us. We look forward to having you again on the future uh, future show. And remember, Florida, live, work, shop, and play. And play some country music while you're at it. Rick Monroe, one of the best artists out there, one of my good buddies. Let's play him and get him moving around and shaking. Rick, thank you for joining us. We appreciate it. Thank you very much. Thank you. Let's remember to keep Florida the best place to live, work, shop, and play. Have a great weekend.